everyone, my name is Merit Kay and I got a real funky concept for you. It's called Channel F, a video game <laughs> podcast from Fanbyte Media with me this week. Oh my God, we've got a stacked crew. He wants to rock right now and he came to get down, Nikki Grayson. Hello. Uh, Nikki Grayson going to be one of the people who won't get any of this bit, but I suspect <laughs> yeah, I'm really maybe excited. Paul and Danielle will as it goes on. Uh, filling in for Steven Strom, who is on the International Space Station this week, he's known to rock the microphone because he gets stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from him if you're contagious. Paul Tamayo. <laughs> That's what they say about me. I mean, Happy really, really stay away from anyone if you're contagious. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, uh... Last but certainly not least, ladies love her. Girls adore her. I mean, even the ones who never saw her, Danielle oh, Riendo. Wow. Because wow. it Thank takes you. two to make a thing go right. It does. Makes two to. It takes two to get out of sight. We could it add does. the uh, right now you're about to be possessed by the sounds of Channel F to the beginning of this episode, maybe. Oh, Nikki, do you should. understand any of what I just said? Is this the pest? Sorry. Is this from the is this the from pest? the pest? <laughs> you know, at the beginning of the pest when John Leguizamo does all of his cool stuff in the shower? Is it playing? Is it playing? Well, no, it's it takes a different two song. by Rob Bass and DJ no, Easy Rock. It's a different song. Well, <laughs> I've never no, seen it the pest. It's okay. a different song. Um, Hold on. What is the song from the beginning <laughs> of the pest? Um, it is called the pest. <laughs> okay, so it's not this. Um, so it's not the song. If you, you are of nope. a certain age, you will remember Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock for um, for It Takes Two, which was forever, which was everywhere uh, in the '90s. And um, of course, I make that great joke because the video game has that name too. Yeah, the video game. There's the a video, video game, game with that name, and some of us played it this week. Um, Paul, you you know that song, right? Of course, yeah, yeah of course. Of course. I, I, it, I it clicked like halfway now. through. You know the song now? Well, now that I've yeah. told you. <laughs> well, now that you've told me, yeah, I know the song. I've heard the song in the streets. Okay. <laughs> Just constantly blaring everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Still I can't, a hit. I can't play, I can't go to Target without hearing this song. It's a. It's. It's really painful. It's just, we're all back in the early 90s. The beats are just very... Uh, they're just so fresh, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got some Bismarcky up in there too. What really? Yeah, you know. Damn. That's also the name of video uh, video game. It's it's <laughs> wow. It's not. I just want it to sound cool. Um, they should. You should just be able to name a video game after a pre-existing <laughs> song. All video games should have to be named after music. I, now Joseph Ferris is going to make a Just a Friend video game, and I don't know, <laughs> that sounds like a co-op game. I think, um, God, that song reminds me a lot of Grand Theft Auto because it was on the playlist yeah. in, uh, yeah. I think, San Andreas. Mm. Um, and that's the Grand Theft Auto game that I've played the most of. Um, I think it's the only one that I've ever actually owned. Um, oh, no, wait. I had the DS one as well. Oh, the DS one. And then I stopped one. playing it because I was at a period in my life where I felt kind of weird about games where you just shot people with real guns yeah. and then yeah. sold drugs to them. I mean, that a lot. No, yeah. usually before you can't really sell drugs after you kill them. So it's well, harder yeah, that way. Yeah. I mean, if you give yeah. them the drugs and then take the money out of their wallet, is that a sale? Oh, wow. That's a wow. good question. Uh, contract law is uh, a little confused on yeah. this subject. 
<laughs> Understandably, no, I sure. guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I haven't been playing the Grand Theft Auto DS game. Uh, God, we should are, all play that game. Honestly, back next we week. should play. Hey, let's cancel the podcast. We'll all go play the Grand Theft Auto game <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. Nintendo DS. All right. All right, I'll see y'all later. And then um, yeah. we'll come back. I haven't been playing that, but we've certainly been playing other games. Should we do staff picks? Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Staff Picks. It's a segment where we tell you about the games that we've been playing as the staff of a video game website called Fanbyte. Did I mention that already? I think I did. Uh, I got so wrapped up in my great bit that I... <laughs> I mean, it was a great it bit was. to be Thank fair. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're playing games uh, this week. And um, we might as well just get it right off the bat uh nikki and paul you've both been playing it takes two which is the new game by that guy who yeah fuck the oscars who said fuck the oscars yeah he hates the academy hates the academy what was the other game the prison break game uh uh just the two of us (laughs) yep that's it just the two of us. building castles in the sky yeah (laughs) Uh, a way, a way out. out. Jordan a way helpfully out, yeah. chimes in. Jordan Mallory, our producer, uh, helpfully chimes in, letting us know it's called a way out. <coughs> and uh, so, what is it takes two? Paul, can I can I take this from please the, please from, please okay. take this? It one. takes two it, to describe. It, it takes two. It takes two. It does. Um, okay. It takes two is a is one of the tightest platformers I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> It's good. Wow. It is it is unreal. It's basically Joseph Ferris and, and Hazelight Studio, I think is the name of the studio. Yep. Um they they're they started with Brothers Beyond Two Souls. That's not the name of the game, but it's called Brothers. <laughs> and then um they did a way out, and now this is their third one, and the whole game has to be played in co-op. And basically right, the right. the way that the game is structured is that one person is playing as one character, there's another player playing as another character, but you can see both perspectives on your screen at the whole time. Um, so you're basically solving puzzles and uh, going through the game in an effort to rebuild your relationship um, because you are playing a married couple that has been turned into dolls via magic. Um, and then there's a talking book from Mexico for some yeah, reason. That's, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a weird um and he's like just speaking mexican spanish the whole time and yeah. then he's like yelling at these two adults to fix their relationship and he's like it's like very exaggerated yeah. he talks yeah. like this exactly yeah that part is kind of wild um but then the rest of it is like this unbelievably intricately designed like theme park almost because there are so many bits that are that feel like they're that they are basically on rails but they are so fantastical in the way that the locations are presented to you because you're basically going through your own house so the first level is like you get stuck in the shed and you're like going through and you pick up a hammer as a friend and then one um the other character picks up a nail and can use the nail as a gun and then that nail can be used in conjunction with the hammer to fire platforms that the hammer can spin on 
um yeah nail gun i guess a gun that shoots nails is called a <laughs> nail gun or whatever Close um, enough. but yeah like the final boss of that section is a vacuum cleaner um, <laughs> wait wow. you, so is it you have to kill the vacuum cleaner. you have to like, kill the vacuum cleaner is it like a brave little toaster style of vacuum cleaner like the yes, eyes and stuff it is. okay uh-huh um do you want to know how you kill the vacuum cleaner because it's pretty good do wait you do you have to like fill it up with trash or something nope paul do you know how the vacuum cleaner is killed are you have you gotten that far yeah, that's the last thing I did, but I, okay. I kind of forgot. Already. So the vacuum cleaner is killed uh, by, it has two arms and the arms are the tubes that you would suck up dust with. Oh, and okay. then you have to, each character picks up one of the arms and then puts the tube on the vacuum's eyes and then uh, uh, it sorry? sucks its own eyes out and sorry? then it explodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? Um, wow. It's a lot. Mario yeah, did that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But then, yeah, otherwise, it's like a really good platformer. You have the bullet jump from Warframe. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> sorry. You have what? the bullet jump from Warframe. So okay. you, have a, you, have, you have a single jump, a double jump, and then a dash. Uh-huh. And if you string those together, the third one is a bullet jump. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, yeah, for people who haven't played Warframe, there was like a bug with the movement early on in the game. And that people found out you could basically just like jump horizontally. Except um, they were like, instead of being like, oh, we should patch this, it's unintended. They were just like, oh, this is cool as hell. Let's make it into a mechanic. So if you slide in that game and then jump, you basically launch yourself face, like face first forward Mm -hmm. in like, like a fucking football, like spinning. (laughs) Um, And it's one of the best things about that game. So that's really cool that someone else finally like noticed that. Yeah. Um, oh hell yeah! The outside loves oh, it too. God. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, big uh, boy. What a Warframe fans in New York City today. What a Warframe um, fans. Get my Warframe. We're talking about Warframe over here. <laughs> I have it over here. I have seen bus ads for Warframe. Yeah. Um, Whoa, really? Which, yeah, they use the weird Damn. advertising slogan "Ninjas play free." All right, that's weird. <laughs> okay. Like, Certainly a choice. It's a strange thing. I mean, well, it is free to play and it's about space ninjas, but I don't know that whatever agency they got to do that, <laughs> like, it was their best self on that day. Yeah. That, they forgot about the, the meeting until 30 minutes before. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I will Paul, say, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm having a pretty good time with it. I've been playing it with my partner and we, we occasionally love, I mean, we loved A Way Out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still really like that game, even though some of the writing and voice acting is kind of clumsy. And yeah. some of that still is a problem here. Like they're, I mean, outside of the things we already mentioned, like yeah. I haven't finished it yet. So I'm not entirely sure how it's going to handle, you know, the whole like divorce uh, story and, and, and stuff like that with the with the kid and all that. It, but. Does, it does some wild stuff that, I want to talk about it more next week, um, okay. but it does it. It does things that you're like, oh, they're gonna acknowledge that this is fucked up, right? And then you you finish the action, and then they don't acknowledge that the thing you did was unbelievably fucked up, and then they just kind of move forward with it. Huh. Um, so there's a there's like a handful of those moments that you're about to get to, Paul. Um, okay, in the chapters after the after the shed one interesting yeah um it is it is cool though to see them sort of take the uh the reins off in a way like in in a way out they were still kind of committed to being this ground you know this really grounded Mm -hmm. story about guys trying to break out of prison and and flee the cops or whatever um 
but this one it's fun like it's fun being able to like double jump and and swing across nails and and you know th these really interesting ways in which uh you know one character or one player will be on a different platform altogether and you kind of have to separate for a bit and you're seeing things at different angles all that stuff really works well in my opinion um so i've, I've been having a pretty good time with it so far and and uh you know some of the like you know again some of that writing and voice acting still kind of feels a little off to me mm -hmm. but i'm still having a pretty good time with it it's, it's still pretty fun yeah, it is every time the game introduces a new mechanic, I'm like, there's no fucking way this should work. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, there's a fighting game in this game. What? And I won't exp I won't tell you how you get there, but there's like a <laughs> like a like a Mortal Kombat style fighting game in here. Also, there are there are mini games scattered across the world. There's like 26 or something mini games um, that are like uh, blown up version of clubhouse games a little bit Ooh, so it's like okay. they've got one that's like an old baseball toy where like you hit a baseball and it swings around they've got um pong they've got uh that one where you connect the boxes like it's called line boxes or whatever they've got there's just a bunch of those mini games in there um of course you get an achievement if you find all of them did you ever uh, play checkers in a, a way out or no, no it was connect, oh. four. connect four i did yeah connect yeah. four in a way out um but there it's like they took that part of the game and we're like okay what if we put a bunch of these in here um yeah it's pretty cool there's a thing That's called cool. the hell tower which is just a platforming uh like gauntlet that you have to do for no reason inside of a cuckoo clock uh there's just <laughs> a lot of like weird shit in here which is very interesting to me. And every time it moves forward, it's like, what are they going to do? Um, and every time it's kind of unexpected for me. Sounds rad. Yeah. That's really cool. You also only have to buy it once. Um, oh, that's true. You yeah. Can give a, you can give like a pass yeah. to a buddy. Oh, that's cool. It comes with a buddy pass. So you don't have to buy it. You don't have to pay full price. That times. seems like, yeah, that seems like a, obvious thing to do <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah like having because i was like oh my god like a co-op game first of all finding someone to play through an entire exactly. thing like that and then second like convincing them to buy it too but yeah. that makes sense what's it is it just on playstation right now it's on pc playstation xbox oh the big three yeah. it's 40 bucks oh. i think it is long now is it couch co-op really? only no it's got no. online. Oh, okay. Thank God. Because that yeah. seems like that would have been maybe a, a bad oh, yeah, for them. Oh, yeah. That would have, yeah, that would have been an As much as I, you know, think Couch Co-op is great. Um, yeah, this year. <laughs> I will I will say, I, like, A Way Out kind of made Couch Co-op feel like the way to go in yeah. that game. Because there were really cool things they were doing with split screen. Right, I haven't right. quite seen that in this game. I feel like they may, they may have strayed away from that a bit more. I'm, I'm not sure. I only played the first there is, few There's levels. more stuff in the later on oh, okay it's cool. so i want to talk about it so much but it, like i don't want to spoil anything for you paul um okay <laughs> so we should we should come back to it next week and maybe move on but it's i like it i've put in uh 15 hours in oh, the wow. game and i'm i don't think we're close to being done yet my friend christian i'm playing with my friend christian and i don't think we're close to being done yet wow that's wild yeah, that's it takes two. That's it takes two. The video game. Now, okay, so you were saying that it's like a really, really good platformer. Is this like Mario level? 
Um, no, I wouldn't okay. say that. It but is, like, what it is, is right? Right. Yeah. But I think it's a good platformer uh, for a co-op game about um, two people who are getting a divorce. That is mostly about <laughs> like. <laughs> It feels better than an, I. Maybe I'll I'll take a step back. It feels better than it has any right to, if that okay, makes sure. any sure. sense. And wait, um, is it it's is it three D or two D? Both three D. Sometimes, oh, yeah. well, sometimes it'll put you in side scrolling bits, and then sometimes it'll put you oh, in okay, okay. over the shoulder camera. So, bits. but it's all like um, like authored camera stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. You, you can, I think you can move the camera. Yeah, there is, there in the 3D over the shoulder bits, there is free camera a little okay. bit. Um, but it's more but, like a, like a Mario 3D world than like a Mario 64 yes, or something. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it'll, it'll do stuff where it's like you, you'll both get on the same boat, for example, and it will take the line in between the screens away. So you're both looking at the same oh, screen. That's cool. Um, and then you'll, split off all, oh, once wait. you get off the boat and then the, the so, line will come back. Oh, but so you're playing it, like both of you are playing it like couch co-op, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I'm not playing it couch co-op. I'm playing it over the internet. So like, oh, I, okay. I'm looking, my screen is on the left and Christian's is on the right. And then if we need to like look to refer to see if there's a puzzle, like an explanation to the puzzle or if we're trying to help the other person, we just look to the right side of the screen. Oh, that's um, cool. And we can see their perspective. It is kind of difficult, though, because like every other game that you play in split screen, you're actively de incentivized yeah. from looking. Right, right. So it's like my brain is like, I have to look at the left side of the <laughs> screen. And if I look on the right side, I'm doing a crime. Um, so, yeah, I it that part is like a personal thing that I have to like get over. But yeah. it, it does. It does an okay job at reminding you that, hey, you can look at the other side of the screen sometimes. Okay, that's interesting, though, because I wonder whether, like, Nikki, the fact that you have you have the, like, no screen watching thing is really surprising to me, mm. um, because I would have thought that that would have died out um, oh, by the time, by you, the time you were playing yeah. games. But, like, I wonder if there is just, like, a generation of people who are playing games um, who just, yeah. like don't have that kind of like screen like no screen watching thing like ingrained in them yeah i think yeah for me jordan is right for me the thing that did that for me was oh, halo. halo like i was yeah. playing a lot of halo mm -hmm. with other people on the same tv so like that is hap happened to me but i think for like folks my sister's age she's 16 um absolutely they all have their own screens right so like if they're right. playing games together they're just Usually looking it's at like their on own a phone thing. or something right yeah. so like it's yeah yeah um Wow, I've never really thought about that. Yeah, for me, it was it was like playing Call of Duty 2 or something. <laughs> every time you aim down sights, yeah. you would hold your breath. So you'd have the added bonus of, <gasps> and then people would just yeah. all hit the deck. You're like, God damn it. Um, but yeah, but like Fortnite has split screen, but you can't Wait, compete what? against each other. Yeah, huh. you have to like line up in the same, you have to be in the same squad. But for, like Fortnite is the only game that I can think of that has split screen uh, still. Oh, like local, like local you can, two of screen. you can go online yes, together on the same oh, Xbox okay. or whatever. That feels like that's something that like I think older like console online games did. Like, yeah, I think like, like Halo might have done yeah, that. Old Halo, old Call of Duty used to be able to like, I yeah. remember playing a lot of Modern Warfare 2 with another person in that house with me yeah yeah like getting into lobbies yeah i played um, a lot of halo 2 like that too yeah hmm. but danielle you you and i both probably have golden eye screen watching oh yeah that's my names. main thing oh yeah yeah 100 yeah. 
Um, God, that I, game. I think this. I think this game is cool. Nice. Huh, maybe I'll check it out if I can find yeah. someone to play it with me. Yeah, it's or also just get someone to buy it. Yeah, and then, and then you, you get. Oh, that's the real. Yeah. Um, I think this would be an incredible stream game. Ooh. Honestly. Oh, Jordan just said that he'll play it with me. Perfect. Um, oh, okay, there maybe we'll stream it. Also, I kind of like. I don't know, like that that I that idea of like you buy it and then you someone else can play it with you. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a neat gift idea too of mm-hmm. like, oh, I bought this game and like we can play it together and together. It's, uh, like I don't know, maybe it's maybe that game gets kind of corny and like you said there was some kind of weird stuff, but yeah. like this sort of a neat idea. Yeah, it is. I think a a valuable. I don't know. There are just not that many games like it. Every it's time like a one different of these model games, like games of, yeah. yeah. Every time one of these games comes out, it's like there should be more of these. Like there right. shouldn't just be yeah. one studio making these. Yeah. Um, and that's like the thing that I'm in the middle of like thinking about. I'm like, God, I, I'm really enjoying this. And I also wish I could have another take on this concept. Um, Especially that like that price point too. that like mm-hmm. $30, $40 price point. It's so easy to just, I don't know. Plot money for two down people, and be like, hey. yeah, that's like yeah. the cost of like going to a movie. Movie for yeah. two people. Yeah. Totally. Um, no popcorn though. No, no. popcorn. You can make popcorn at home though. You bring this um, popcorn at home. Like you can, you don't yeah. even have to like hide your your candy or anything when yeah. you're playing the game. They'll let you yeah. vape. Who's gonna talk? You, tell you to not vape. vape in your yeah. own house. <laughs> Nobody. Um, I feel like there have been games on Steam where like you could buy like like a like a pack of like four or something of them, mm-hmm. like like co-op games that were like, oh, well, if you want, like you can just buy like one copy for yourself like normal, but we'll sell you like four at like a steep discount. Right. So you can gift these to your friends. To your friends, yeah. Um, mm. Which the seems last, like a smart way of doing it. The last AAA game that came with a buddy pass that I can remember was uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, which was a oh, not right. good Wolfenstein game. Yeah, yeah um, it wasn't great. But you got that, and it also it gave it came with a code inside of the package to give to another person. That was also a forty dollar joint. There just mm. needs to be more forty dollar games. I think. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's like a good. I don't know. Like forty dollars feels like a really reasonable price to pay for like you know a, a dozen hours. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, fifteen like, to twenty well, hours. Or fifteen whatever. to twenty hour crafted experience. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just like it's not like eighty dollars, and I'm going to be sinking more money into it for microtransactions or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just like like a solid, just like experience that you can play and be like, "Wow, that was great!" And like it doesn't yeah, want yeah. to eat up the rest of my life or money. Yeah, I, I think the the thing I'm most excited about is to see credits on this game. Is like because then I'll know I'll, I'm done with it. Mm. Like I won't have to think about it again until <laughs> later in the year. Sure. Like it's not, yeah. it's not like an active part of my life. I will have been able to have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I'm looking at time to beat or how long to beat now. And it says that the average is 14 hours. Yeah, so I think we're right. just, I think my friend and I are just playing it slowly because some people have 17 hour play times and I think we're closer to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it takes two. Cool. And Danielle and Paul, you've both been playing the Hitman DLC, it sounds like. Yeah, a little bit. Paul may have played a bit more than me, but um, I, well, I came to a revelation last week just after the podcast. I'll, I'll briefly oh, touch on this revelation Please. I had. So I I've been playing this game, you know, for dozens of hours. 
playing two for dozens of hours and playing all sorts of stuff. And like as after the podcast last week, I talked about, oh, I, I beat this, you know, this really difficult escalation. It, it took, you know, it was really tough, blah, 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 blah. And I like looked up a guy that was like, oh, probably had to do it better. Right. Because I did it, but I did it really sloppily. And I was like, oh, instinct. It, no, it, it mentioned something about instinct. And I was like, hmm, I don't know what that is, but that's fine. And then, like, I was watching uh, Paul and Imran and Colin streaming the game, and I noticed that Colin just kept, like, using this overlay. It looked like a detective vision or, like, a, you know, like, a, like mm-hmm. a thing. And he kept doing it, and I was like, oh, that's instinct, huh? So, basically, I've been playing this game for dozens and dozens of hours. Like, basically nonstop since January uh, without ever using, like, a main mechanic in the game. Like, you're supposed to be using this, I think, to, like, you know, figure out who's on to you and figure out who, uh-huh. you know, where your target who's, is. Who's important to kill. Who's it's important like, to kill. It's detective mode, right? Where it's they just are. that detective, detective mode, mode. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was like, oh, shit. And I figured out what had happened. I played two, you know, a few years ago, and I definitely, like, learned how to use it at some point. But the game doesn't make you, like really finish much training or many of the training Mm. missions. So I'm sure I learned what it was and just was like, oh, whatever. I don't care. And then like just started playing and fucking up a lot and dying a lot, but still like getting through. Like to be clear, I'm not playing on like like, the professional mode and or whatever. I I am playing on the professional mode. I guess whatever the hardest difficulty is, you can't use this anyway, but I'm playing on like medium or whatever. Like you can use it. I just have never done it. So... Yeah, and, like, once I realized that, I laughed at myself, and I wrote a little thing about it. You can read that at fanbyte.com, the website. Um, but I, I also kind of realized, like, actually, this just means these games are really well designed. And, like, there are UI elements and sound design elements that give you enough information. Like, if you, once you're kind of used to using the map and knowing what everything means on the map, you, you don't need the detective vision because the game is actually really well designed, and you don't need this extra overlay to do things like yes would i be better at it sure but i don't care (laughs) so go ahead paul no i was gonna say i i really do feel though that like that's how the games used to be like the the instinct stuff is is relatively new um and you had to be really observant and look at you know the the soldier who would spot you or you know even like the the little detection thing that shows up on screen yeah. that tells you like what direction you're being seen from and stuff like that. Like that to me is, is still something that's like relatively new. Uh, I don't, I definitely don't remember that being on Hit- Hitman two mm. way back on the PS two for me. Sure. But um, yeah, I, I still, I still feel like that's such an awesome way to play the game because <laughs> you're really forcing yourself to really be observant and pay attention to all the subtle cues and, and things that, like you said, are so beautifully designed in the game that I think instinct just kind of gives you uh, a really clear, easy way to spot that stuff. Sure. Because for me, like, I need to know, like, oh, okay, if I hold this down, I can see all the interactable objects in the area. And it, it does kind of give you, like, a way out. But uh, I, I was just blown away that you were playing it for so long that way because I, I thought that was awesome. I just didn't know. Like, that's the funny thing about it is I'm just uh, an idiot. <laughs> it's not like I was, like, trying to be a hard ass with it or trying to be a master assassin or, you know, stealthy or anything. I was just like bumbling my way through and just like found some way to be successful, even if it's pretty messy. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't want to use it. Like I, I've been playing the game, you know, after I found that out, I played some of that Easter egg hunt, which uh, maybe you want to talk about a little bit uh, if you played a bit of that. But uh, Berlin has like an Easter egg hunt, like for Easter. There was like a cool little seasonal event that was like, you, you have to follow a murder bunny man. 
and it's funny. <laughs> and the the eggs are like poisonous. Uh, and neon and glowing, and it's like a fun, I don't know, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah, just like uh, Animal Crossing. Just like yeah. Animal Crossing, you know, there's Zipper, T-Bunny, and you have to kill him in the worst way possible. That's <laughs> what happens. That's what you have to do. Uh, but yeah, it was just like, I don't want to play with it. Like, even knowing that it exists, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. I like the way I play, you know, <laughs> like, I like the way I play my game. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, Paul, have you played the Easter egg hunt stuff? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I I, I watched um, Colin play a bit of it on the stream, and then I I jumped into it. But I, I didn't like it as much as the um, as the coin collecting Dubai oh, sure. DLC yeah. or, or the greed or whatever. I think it's like the seven deadly sins. Uh, I get I don't know I don't know what they're calling it, but it's like a whole. Thing. I, I'm assuming it's going to be seven levels yeah. uh, of different you know themes. And I actually really like that one. Did, did you get a chance to check that out yet? I haven't or? played the greed one there. I actually was just in the uh, the weird one where you have to like collect kitchen knives in Dubai and throw them <laughs> at targets. And people yeah, like yeah. know that you're, uh, you know, they immediately like, you're not supposed to have a knife because you, you uh, spawn in as a, like one of the tech crew from the art installation at the top. So I haven't oh. played it yet, but I, I am excited to play that one. I've been like, honestly, like going back and forth between two and three. And like doing various escalations mm -hmm. in two because I just never played them. So it's all, you know, new to me, basically. And like going and being like, oh, there's new stuff. And then I play it in three. And then when I finish some of it, I go back to two. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I haven't even played the second, um, I think the second to last and last stage in two yet. Because I've just been kind of combing through so slowly and enjoying escalations and figuring out how they yeah. tick. Like that's a lot of the the fun for me, the way you described it once, I think as like a Tony Hawk level really mm -hmm. resonates with me, especially as I'm playing the escalations because that, that aspect of it is more important of like, Oh, knowing these weird little interactions and knowing these weird little funny things, uh, because you're so much more focused on very specific tasks mm. in your escalation. Yeah. 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 I, I hear actually hearing you talk about Hitman so much lately has gotten me back into Hitman <laughs> 2 nice. and, and chasing uh, escalations over that I just never bothered with, yeah. especially for levels that I didn't really care for. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the the beauty of the the, the first greed uh, DLC thing. First of all, it, they also included really cool new elements to the to the actual level. So there's like this giant golden frog at, at the base of the stairs and there's a thing that you can deposit coins into that you collect once you take out targets cool. along the way. And it's, uh, yeah, Jordan says game of the year. I honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, beyond just having the giant golden frog, uh, it's also probably my it's game. It's going to be tough to, to top this year. it. TBH. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For, for me, absolutely. And um, it's really cool because it, it, it invites you back to this level that you know really, really well, and it adds new flourishes to it. The Easter egg one also had like new graffiti and it had <laughs> eggs everywhere and people were dressed in like bunny costumes and stuff. It's it's really cool to see IO just start to get real funky yeah. with their with their with their levels and stuff because, I, I you know, we were just talking about it a second ago with uh, It Takes Two. I love to see how creative uh, these developers can get once we've already established that they can do that other thing. Now it's like, all right, well, let's have some fun with it. Um, but the greed level, it, it, it's it's really amazing. Like you, you're in this really gold, the beautiful gold suit. You're carrying this cane, this like golden, you know, really uh, extravagant cane <laughs> with you and you're walking around. You kind of feel like the Riddler. You're just like, you feel like this evil character because you're, they're, they're also this this voiceover inside of your head that's telling you like, there's the target for it. <laughs> like kill them now. And it's like, it feels real sinister and you feel like a, like a villain. And um, you don't know the targets, like, you know, the first target. And, you know, if you use instinct, you can see where they are. Like, okay, they're on the third floor or whatever. 
And then once you take out that character, then it'll the next one will pop up and it'll say, okay, you have to kill this target uh, in this specific way. And uh, some, some like as the escalations continue to 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 you know go further, I think there's three total. Um, yeah. You you have like you, they start to make it even harder. So it's like okay, now you can't change your outfit, or if you get spotted once, mm. you're you're done. Yeah. Like it's game over. So it really does become, in a way, like a like a roguelike. You're 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 starting over. And you, okay, now I got to hit this mark at this time, wait for that character to pass by because I know he's coming in, in, in a minute. It's, it's Groundhog's Day, you know, like that, that typical Groundhog's Day uh, thing loop. Mm. And you, you, you hit your mark, you do it, you leave. And then uh, the coins that you collect along the way can be used in the next level of escalation. So if I collect five coins uh, at, the next, at the start of the next one, uh, there'll be something in that glass case behind that giant big frog at the base of the stairs. So it'll be like a like a pickaxe. I think at the third one, it's literally just the gun oh. with the silencer, which is really really useful because you have to kill some of the targets with the pistol specifically. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really really, and you could also just ignore that. You you could ignore it if you want. If you want to get real wild with it, I'm sure folks have already done and uploaded stuff uh, to like you know YouTube by now. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I love it. I can't wait to see what the other, uh, you know, what the other sins are going to be about because I can only imagine uh, <laughs> if, if th this one's already like really twisted mm -hmm. and, and, and dark and, and sinister, I can't wait to see what some of the other ones are going to be like. Yeah, like what do you even do for like for, I don't know, for Envy when it comes to Hitman, you know, for 47? Like, oh, can't wait. Like just... <laughs> You know, or, or lust, I guess. Like it, he's so like he's not like into all these these beautiful, gorgeous people around him. But I'm sure I have all the faith in the world. They will they will just make it the coolest shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Instead, it's awesome. gonna it's gonna be like in um, like in I think I talked about this last week. Like in Shadow of Mordor, instead of like killing everybody, you're just gonna have to <laughs> stealth kiss every single person, sneak up and just yes. kiss upon the cheek. Yeah. Kiss man. Little tango dance. He's no longer a hitman. Now he's kiss man. Kiss man. Yeah, kiss man. It's like in The right. Hobbit. You just kiss everyone upon their heads. Like Aww. Frodo. Mwah. Give him a little kiss. Mwah. Well, if, if it's lust, you got it. It's going to be hit it and quit it. Uh, That's true. That's true. Hit it and quit it, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my favorite Mega Man boss. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, can I tell you about a game that I've been playing? Yeah. Yes. I, how do you say yeah. it? Because I can't read it. Dorf Romantic. Ooh. Dorf oh, okay. Romantic. It's German. Um, so, uh, yeah, I um, have a lot of games on my... I have this problem where I tend to let games languish on my steam wish list and i'm like mm -hmm. oh should i play any of these great looking cool indie games or like rpg re-releases or like anything like that no i'll just no. play more destiny yeah. um oh but i gotta get my my weekly bounties in destiny um <laughs> so what i'm trying to do now is basically use this show as an excuse to go through uh and play something on my wish list at least once a week uh, or like buy and play something like because there's a lot of small things that I just would like to you know I need yeah. I need a kick in the ass to like actually do um, mm -hmm. so this week I played Dorf Romantic and I can see myself playing a lot more of this game nice. um, so it's a tile placement game if you've ever played the board game Carcassonne 
Um, the vibe is very similar to that. But basically mm. the idea is like you have this playing field and you have a stack of hex shaped tiles and you draw one and then you have to place it somewhere and you can rotate it however you want. And basically uh, the tiles can have like trees or houses or uh, waterways or rails or like a lot of fields, other features like that on them. And uh, you get points for like, you know, creating areas of houses or trees and stuff. Um, but you also get more points for like completing these little quests that certain tiles give you. So like there might be a tile that's like a windmill that's like, mm. oh, this windmill wants to be next to like six fields or something. So you have to like, you know, leave that mm. space open and put the fields down as you get them. Um, sometimes the quests are like, oh, these trees need, want to be next to like at least like 50 other trees. But sometimes they're like, this house wants to be next to exactly 10 houses. Um, so it can get kind of tricky, but like there's no time limit. Um, basically the game ends when you're out of tiles, but completing those quests gives you more tiles. Uh -huh. So like you're kind of just building out this landscape um, as you play it. It reminds me a lot of one of my favorite games of 2019, Island, or, uh, for some reason I wrote Villagers in the show notes. It's called <laughs> Islanders. Um, oh, I love Islanders. Islanders was really dope. Islanders was like you were placing individual buildings and then like trying to get points based on uh, their proximity to different things. Um, so this is even a little more abstracted than that, I would say, because you're just placing the tiles down. Um, but like they really have nailed all of like the feel of this game because that's so important for something like this, right? Which is right. very like slow paced, but like, because if you're playing a game like this, if it were on a board, which it could be, like they could make a physical version of this game, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure, um, you'd have the like satisfying feeling of like putting the tiles next to each other, but like the sound that it makes when you place a tile yeah, in this is so good. just gonna ask, how's that, it's how's that so click? It's so good. It's so great. Um, it just has this really like quiet music in the background. Uh, you can like rotate and zoom out. And um, it's in early access, but like it feels like done kind of. I mean, I think they're adding more things to it, but like I didn't realize it was in early access until I just checked right now. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I played a lot of Islanders in 2019, like in between other things. Um, and I feel like I'm probably gonna do the same with this. This is like the perfect like podcast game. Um, the perfect this just sounds, like- This sounds like for me at least what I wanted Loop Hero to do in my brain. Oh yeah, I would say this hmm. is probably much less stressful yeah. than Loop Hero because the only way that you, like you can play this game for like being really, really aggressive about points and stuff, but like I, I don't really think I'm probably going to do that. Like you, you mm. sort of naturally learn more about how it works as you play more of it. Um, but like you only ever, you know, the, the game ends when you run out of tiles mm -hmm. um, and then you can just start over uh, and you kind of unlock new things as you go as well. Like you're encouraged to like build out and reach these like sort of like ghostly kind of tiles that when you get to them will like unlock a new thing. Right. Uh, that will then be thrown into the, the stack or like the deck basically um in future like not runs really because it's not like that you know it's just like in future games um it's just i kind of like these like sort of solitaire-esque kind of games um carcassonne is like this it's a board game 
it's like really it's like one of the most popular euro board games of the last like 20 years um but carcassonne you normally play it competitively so you're trying to like create more you know villages and fields and stuff than your opponent whereas this like you're not playing against anyone else you're just sort of playing for score um and uh yeah, I'm super glad I tried this out because it came up on uh, on Steam a couple of weeks ago for me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it." But um, I yeah, it's been really really sick so far. Um, I wonder if they'll port it to Switch. Islanders never got ported to Switch. Mm. Sadly, I really would have left that game mm. on the Switch, but um, I don't know. Um, I feel like this could work on Switch as well. And uh, based on like the feedback they've gotten, because like this. It's like the first game I think that's made by like this studio, this like Germany uh, based team mm-hmm. that's like four guys or something, and it has like twenty five hundred reviews on Steam, and it's overwhelmingly positive. I've never seen those words on this game. <laughs> that's on Steam. that's deranged. <laughs> like, like that's just like I feel like that's reserved for like just the most hyped yeah like triple a releases or just like the biggest indie darlings and like to see a game like this get that is like wild and i think probably speaks to like you know people's appetite for something like this mm-hmm. um even like you know a year plus into the pandemic um it's yeah it's just like a, a really really lo-fi kind of game and um i'm really into that sometimes so yes i purchased it so Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. check this out. I, so even right. this color palette yeah. looks so nice. Yeah, no, it's it's really chill. Um, also, hexes, I don't know. They're just something about things like fitting it's together. It's a good shape. It's, it's a good shape, right? Hexagons are a good shape, and it's fucked up that we relegated them to stop signs, which are the mm-hmm. which are just which co- are the, the worst cost of sign. shapes. Yeah. yeah. Which are the worst sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's bad. We should have made hexagons go or something. We should have go signs. We should have go signs. Yeah. Make a go sign. I'm gonna start just going going down the streets here in LA and getting printing out green go signs and then put them over every stop sign. There's no way that well, goes bad. <laughs> do we want to uh, do we want to post a go sign uh, to go ahead in the question time? Yes. Welcome to Question Time. Oh, we made it's it. The, uh, we made it. We oh, made Steven's it. not here to sing. Steven is not here to sing. Aww, but they are not. doing their best up on the International Space Station. There's and, just no uh, sound up there. There's no sound in space. Well, no nobody one can, can hear, hear you sing. <laughs> yeah. Or scream. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Good. <sighs> Alien. Um, well, it's not a horror movie. Sorry. Great film. Alien is not a horror movie. Famously, it takes place in space. Not a horror movie because horror relies on the familiar. Mm -hmm. And if no one's ever been to space before, (laughs) so uh, horror, a space movie can only be horror to Neil Armstrong and that dog, (laughs) that Russian dog, Laika. Laika! Those are the two people who, it's, I guess, the cosmonauts, too? Yeah, they can. I mean, there have been, like... A yeah. few other astronauts. There are a Matt few other. Damon. Yeah. yeah, that really cool guy, the Canadian <laughs> astronaut that everyone loved for a while. Yeah. Uh, who plays the guitar. Oh, yeah. That guy. You know, that guy. That guy. Um, the, the female astronaut who, like, 
Sally kidnapped Ride. her child or something and and then took the child to space no and then like was she an astronaut you do know who i'm talking about sally Ride. yeah and she wore an old, adult diaper yeah um you're talking about the person oh. who had like a, a nervous breakdown and and kind of snapped and uh was in love with an astronaut and then wore an adult diaper so she could drive like 25 Wait. hours across state lines. she okay. was not an astronaut i'm not Mm, I think she was. I think she okay, was. Okay, well, question time is where we ask questions about <laughs> who astronauts are, where we try to ask um, each other about as many astronaut-related questions as possible. Um, but really what it is is that we take your questions from the Fanbyte Discord, which you can get to at fanbyte.casa in your internet browser of choice. I like um, I like opera. What's everyone's favorite? Wow. I like Netscape Navigator. Um, <laughs> I I use uh, Internet Explorer for Mac. Jordan likes Brave <laughs> to hide all of um, the race hate sites that yeah. he visits. Oh no! Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just kidding, of course. Um, I use Web TV. I don't even know what that <laughs> don't know is. is. <laughs> That's nothing. A oh, Web TV. Okay, yeah. I think you said Web DV. It's like, what? What is Web TV? <laughs> web TV. I just, I just get a bird D-Max. and then I, I yeah. write the IP address of the website I want to go to and I tie it to the bird and then the bird oh, comes back with the packets. With the information. Yeah. yeah with all the, with, and the ping is, listen, the <laughs> ping is pretty high. It's pretty but, bad. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's more of like a, a chirp at that point yeah. yeah uh yeah you can ask us your questions in the uh podcast questions channel on the fanbyte discord this week we've got a bunch of questions um let's start off with this question from boots who asks what game has your favorite non-diegetic sound design the best beeps and boops interacting with the menus sound alerts etc music excluded so we're talking about like sound design here mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. specifically non-diegetic sound design. So the sound of a car going doesn't count. Um, the sound of, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, literally everything else that happens in a game's narrative <laughs> does not count. We're talking about menus and like interactions only. Um, yeah. For my part, I'm just going to say Sonic Adventure 2 Battle mm-hmm. has extremely good menus. Um, the sound that it makes whenever you click on something and then when you like go into either like from the, the start menu when you go into like options or like play or whatever, it switches to like a different song. And yeah. also there's like a voice that you can configure who is telling you like options. Like if you, you can change it to like Dr. Eggman and Ooh. he'll just be like, you can configure the options here. <laughs> Um, or just like a disembodied voice that's like, here's where the options are. And um, I really like that. And the the ding that it makes when you pick something. It's really good. Very good. It's art. Uh, Nikki, what do you got? Um, in Halo Reach, uh, when you would be, you, when you're in the lobby and after you've customized your cool Spartan and your friends are all talking about what you did, um, like conversations that you had at lunch uh, because you're in high school and all that cool stuff. Your your uh, friend would start the lobby and it would go boop, 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 
And that's how you would know that it was time to play Halo. But then you could also, <laughs> but then you could also, even if you weren't paying any attention, it was such a distinct sound effect relative to the, like the choral music that was in the background that even if you weren't paying attention, you would know that someone had pressed A to start the game, which meant that mm. you could press B to cancel it, and you would be able to count out <laughs> the number of beeps for the timer, and you would let it get to right before the last beep, and then uh, you would be able to press B and cancel the countdown which was satisfying wow. and funny every single time i remember time. that yeah. yeah wow but yeah that's uh, uh that's paul that. yeah um my god uh so yeah metal gear solid uh the the entire metal gear series i feel like is mm -hmm. uh has such iconic sound design like even i mean even removing all the diegetic stuff like the doors you know telling you you have the wrong yeah. key card mm -hmm. or no key card but like holding down the the triggers to go through the mint to go through oh your inventory God. and yeah. like yeah. the codec sound everything everything in that game all the menu noises are just so uh they're just so delicious <laughs> and it's 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 it there's no there's no mistaking why like they they carried over to all the other games like 3 4 and and you know at least a lot of yeah. them um even the one that gave you an iPod for whatever reason <laughs> um but uh, yeah, that game, I, I, I've always loved those games. And um, the Gran Turismo games, um, they have really stuck to the, <laughs> to the bit of being this, what I call luxury car dealership yeah. website, <laughs> where it even has uh, like a, a mouse cursor on the screen when you're like hovering over mm. things that I think is just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um, but they're just not, they're just, they're just like, no, we're going to, we're going to stick with this. And you know, you're going to, you know, excluding the music, obviously, which, which is hard for me to do. Cause I feel like that's such a big part of it. It's like, you're always hearing like jazz playing or whatever. And, and it's like, you're, you're browsing through all these vehicles you'll never be able to afford. And <laughs> I just, it, it, I don't know. It just feels like you can feel, you can smell the the inside of the the car dealership <laughs> as as you're just like crying yeah. over all these beautiful cars <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never be able to drive yeah the, yeah the in Gran Turismo 3 a spec you could wash your car which did literally nothing oh yes um, and the song the song was really good in that part but also the noise that the car made when it spun around um was like someone going but like you know, very, it, it felt so robust that. as the car spun around and it was like, yeah, that car is clean. Cause I heard it. Yeah. That's clean. a clean car right there. Um, <laughs> even though it looked exactly the fucking same as when you drove it out, uh, drove it in there. Yeah. Um, oh. but yeah, it's, it's a so shame. Satisfying. It's a shame. They'll never release another Gran Turismo game ever again. <laughs> yeah. Rip. Well, I, my my choice is actually the menu sounds in Star Wars Shadows of the Empire mm. for the Nintendo 64. It just had such a robust, like, metallic, like, yeah. like as you went through menus. And it, it, I don't know why, maybe it was a formative time in my young brain, but I love the texture of that sound yeah. effect. Like, it just had such so good, bad. such a good sound feel. I don't know how to put that. I, uh, Shout out to... What is the name? Dash, Dash Rendar? Rendar. Yeah, Dash. Shout out to Dash. Uh, just, just a dash of Rendar. Um, <laughs> you know, I like to put just like a dash of Rendar in, but, you know, it's to taste, really. Um, oh, shit. I, sorry. Wait, I have one more. Unless yeah, you have please. another one. Right. Um, the noise that the Nintendo DS made when you were draw drawing in PictoChat. 
was really oh. good. It was like mm. it was it was a very exaggerated pencil on paper noise. Um yeah. and it felt it did the sound did not match the visuals, but it was okay for some reason. Um mm. that was really good. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Merritt, for cutting you off. No, no. I was just gonna say, Danielle, when I saw this. Uh, on our show notes, I went to see if I could find it, and I can't, on a cursory look, I couldn't find, like, something showing off the menu sounds, just the menu music, but I did find out that when that game was released on the PC, they added a bunch of cutscenes. What? What? <laughs> and uh, there's some really horrifying Dash Rendars and Lukes in there. Oh, um, my God. If you search Shadow of the Empire, all cutscenes, uh, you can just see some really bad, like some really scary looking leaks and dash <laughs> oh renders. And I was like, because I found this, and I was like, there are no cutscenes in that game. And then like right. I looked at the comments, and it's like, oh, these are from the, the PC version. Did they just not oh, make it wow. into the, I mean, I guess this, you just The Nintendo 64 out. just didn't have the the space, the space. to have like there were like, like this. Damn. really short and I, I want to say like tasteful, almost like comic book panels in the yeah, N64 that's how they and that's did all it. like, you know, 15 seconds of Dash, right. you know, oh, hanging out with his droid friend and well, that's like it. You couldn't have yeah. like CD quality audio or anything either. Yeah. Um, this Luke it, does yeah. suck. It's a very sick Luke, so um, <laughs> oh, just, use, just use caution is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Um, we've heard a bigger Luke now. Yeah. This is like oh, no. just worse Luke. Um, this is like melting Luke. But uh, let's do another question. Um, Tatum asks, what series needs a new spinoff in a new genre and who is making it? Okay, I'm, I'm going to start this Please. one off because I think I have the perfect answer here. I'm just going to go right. ahead and say it. Uh, but Bandai Namco, if you're listening, uh, please make a Formula One racing game or any Ooh. racing game. Uh, I'm also using this time to plug our You Love to yeah. See It episode of, of yeah, F1 Drive there. to Survive. Available now, fanbyte.com slash podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love the Ace Combat games. I, I, I think they're actually really, really good and, and, and fun. And like just the ways in which, I mean, speaking of like Metal Gear and, and these sort of, while you're playing these operas unfolding <laughs> as you're trying mm -hmm. to like move through a canyon and, and shoot down these drones or whatever. Um, I feel like a lot of Formula One is just that. Like if you have, if you ever watch, you know, Drive to Survive, it's like this radio chatter back and forth between the drivers and, you know, their, their whoever their engineers are or whatever. And um, they're telling them like, okay, you know, your teammate has this many laps on you or, or, or you know, their tires aren't looking great. So you can, they're, they're just constantly updating them on the situation and in ways that they can adapt or, or take advantage of things. And that's basically what Ace Combat is. It's it's always that happening. But if you added uh, a, a healthy amount of, of drama yes. and, and really great voice acting, um, it, it could easily, I don't know why this doesn't exist. I, when I was thinking about this, after I yeah. saw this question, I was like, why doesn't this exist? Like, uh, you know, like a fire emblem, if it oh was racing, like imagine you could like join a team and then if you beat, or if you, you know, let's say you, you got in a better position than someone that's your rival, that would term, that would determine like the next cutscene. Yeah. I don't know. There's just like, that could be so cool. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I just think racing games aren't, cause I'm, I'm also playing Need for Speed yeah. Heat, which, mm. um, you know, it, it's fun. It's a fun arcade racer. I'm talking again, talking about another game with like really weird uh -huh. Spanglish accents uh -huh. and shit, but, um, 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of that story and a lot of that stuff is it's still lacking in a way that I'm like, we, we still haven't moved beyond mm. this, you know? Like, it, it's still fun, but I I, there, I I don't know. I think, I not to say that this is easy and I could do this tomorrow, but uh, if someone's listening, yeah. please, <laughs> maybe this already exists, yeah. I don't know. And like, Forza Horizon even like attempted to approximate a little bit of that in like the first two games yeah. where they were like, you're a person who has been mm. selected <laughs> to race in this big festival and by the fourth game they're like fucking look it's coachella but the cars are here are you gonna race or not we'll let <laughs> yeah. you buy it we'll let yeah, you yeah, yeah, Chief's here too, here. Yeah. we'll let you buy a fucking uh ink like a fucking castle if you want anyway bye <laughs> and there's like no explanation or reasoning um it's tough yeah make a good racing story mode game i agree with you paul yeah Hell yeah i yeah. wonder if that's like I don't know. My perception of racing games is that they've become increasingly niche. Like, first of all, the arcade racer genre is like kind of dead. I yeah. feel like aside from like yeah. retro games and the occasional like little small thing, like um, what's it called that came out last year? Um, oh, the the by the Sonic Racing people. Oh, that game was bad. Sonic Team Racing. No, no, no. The people who oh, made that. Oh, uh, oh, I know which game you're talking about. Hold on, I'll look it up. Well, okay. Um, like there's things like that. Hotshot racing. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. But like yeah. it's basically just Mario Kart. And also we haven't had any Mario Kart aside from the phone one, which does not count. Yes. And the weird RC <laughs> yeah. car one, which also does Doesn't not count. count. Yeah. In a long time. Um, Garfield Kart also exists. Jordan points out. Yeah, that, that comes but, uh, close to, the, to but my then, idea. Like, but then like racing still... games that are like based on real licenses and stuff. I feel like. Um, I don't know. Like they're. I've kind of thought about getting into them sometimes, but they seem like so specialized and so focused on like people who really love cars and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if they're like, oh, well, these games don't appeal to people who want like the like relationship drama stuff and the people who like these games already don't want that stuff. But like, it feels like, like I would play the fuck out of a game like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They should make so another split sorry. second and put yeah. a story in it. Disney wow. split second. Hot boys you want to slap. Yeah. Right? Like the 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 ships will write themselves. <laughs> you, you could have like yep. teammates with like the older, the wiser teammate and then like just you know, there's just so many different ways you could go about. There could be romantic subplots, you know, yeah. what I mean? between you and maybe your like, team principal. Can we I don't just know. have like you know, some team who's like been making dating sims just like team up with like the hotshot racing people or uh -huh. something and just like collaborate to make this because yeah. that would yeah. be really great. Uh, also, if this exists, please just yeah. add me. Please add me. <laughs> um, who put Star Fox by Sonic Team? I did. Oh, hell yeah. What would the, wait, what's the spinoff though? I mean, it's a Star Fox game, uh, but it's like, it's Sonic in a new place, right? Because Sonic's had some trouble lately. Wait, is Sonic oh. in the game? <laughs> Yeah, it's Sonic and his oh. friends. They're in all the R-Wings. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, so it's shit. like an alternate universe, Sonic? Yes. Or yes. It's an alternate oh. universe where they all learn to fly and shoot things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, instead of As going really fast, they're now just flying really fast and shooting things. Um, yeah, there's precedent yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, Sonic drives a car, like, flies a plane. I feel like it'd be fun. I feel like it might be fun. Also, I think I may have just been very like enamored with Paul's idea, especially yeah. like the whole idea of like, it's a very oh, good yeah. idea. 
Ace Combat and like all the the fun drama. And I've been wanting to play a Star Fox lately. Mm, yeah. So that's where it came from in my brain. Yeah. And yeah, it counts. Too bad there aren't any more Star Fox games and never yeah, will be. I was gonna say it counts as a spinoff because there are no. It's an extant Star Fox game. That's what it yeah. is. Exactly. So, We're kind of taking over it's a little a spiritual bit. Right. Also, there was a GIF the other day I saw of like a very pretty indie Star Fox like roguelike, and I I want to play it. Oh and I yeah. Just what was that yet. called? Someone. Yeah, I mean, it looked kind of like the Super Nintendo Star Fox, I think. Yeah, like oh, the, right. the older, the first Star Fox, perhaps. Yeah, That game is wild. I will look and find out the name of it, and I'll put it the in. The fact that they had to, like, add a bunch of, like, hardware to the cartridge of that game to get it to run yeah. is just, like, deranged. Like, that's what the Super FX chip was. It was just, like, this is stuff that should be in the console to run this, but it's not. So, like... Here you go. I'm sorry that it runs at 10 frames per second, but like, <laughs> but look we at made it, your Super Nintendo go 3D. So like, can you just enjoy that? So it's fine. Whisker yeah, Squadron so it's fine. is what it's called. That's the name of it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look this up. Looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, should we have one last question? Yeah. Um, sure. All right. So Grace, shout out to Grace, asks, what non-gaming piece of media have you been into lately? Uh, Paul, you book. put Breath oh, of the Wild oh. here, and uh, <laughs> that was for the last question. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, Paul says Breath well, of the Wild is a ahead. real game. All right. Well, a non-games piece of media I have been reading lately, and I am taking my sweet ass time with it because I am a slow reader, and also I am very tired at night. And I, but I love to read in bed. Like that's my thing. I get a hardcover and I read it in bed, and it makes me feel very, I don't know, it just feels good. Uh, but I am reading a nonfiction book called. Putin's People, How the KGB Took Back Russia and Then Took on the West by a writer named Catherine Belton, who has been like on the Moscow beat forever. Uh, It's a really wonderful and really depressing story of just like the end of the Soviet Union and and how, you know, well, Putin and but also like just a lot of thugs, like a lot of KGB people and a lot of really bad people took power and how the, you know, how the Soviet dream died in uh, in so many ways and uh, how we got to where we are. So it's it's really instructive. It's really interesting. It's really well written. Uh, it makes all the connections. It, it kind of draws all the lines and it does so with, I think, fairly entertaining prose at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's a great book. Uh, and it's make, it makes me sad, but it makes me sad in a way that's like, well, at least I am, I am learning. I am learning and I am sad. Cool. Um... No, okay, Paul. So you've had a moment to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had, to I had two minutes to think about this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not Breath of the Wild because that is uh, unfortunately still a gaming piece of media. Um, but yeah, actually, um, way back when, uh, shout out to Tim who, who recommended uh, Criterion Channel to yes. me like a couple years ago, and um, yeah, I, I think or I think it was a part of something else. I forget that they didn't like had their own thing. Um, but yeah, Criterion Channel is basically just like the Criterion Collection movies on. Oh, it used to be on Hulu. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they have their own channel now. It's like another one of those subscription services. But I think it's like by far probably my favorite one because I'm a huge film geek and love watching you know old stuff from like the, even from like the 30s and 40s all the way up to like you know now. Um, and that, that there's always something on there that I will just randomly throw on because like like last I think last weekend or a couple weekends ago I was just browsing and I was like oh you got Ghost Dog with <laughs> Forrest Whitaker oh Let's my go. god um, 
so I'll just throw that on or like I we just recently watched a movie from a couple of years back from Brazil called Bacurau, which like blew my mind. And there, there's just stuff from every era. There's like really cool Hong Kong action flicks. There's, you know, artsy fartsy French new wave stuff. And um, it just like runs the gamut for all kinds of movies. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, as someone who studied screenwriting and, and directing and went to film school, I, that's something that I love to still exercise like that part of my brain. Um, so yeah, anything on the Criterion channel. That, that was basically a free ad. Uh, next time, you got to pick this. Fantastic. Did you know that there was a Ghost Dog tabletop role-playing game? What? 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 Yep. Wow. Uh, just, just at, well, I, I said that so certainly. Uh, I do have to look it up now to make sure that I didn't just invent that with my no, brain. No, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> Gonna break it my heart real. now. It yeah. is real. Um, it was made by the same company that made uh, the anime role-playing game Big Eyes, Small Mouth back in the early 2000s. They they just were buying up licenses left and right. They had the Sailor Moon license. They had the Dominion Tank Police license. And they were like, hey, let's get Ghost Dog Let's get the Ghost it. Dog license. Every, every, the gamers are clamoring to play <laughs> as the Ghost Dog, a man who lives by the ancient samurai code of Bushido. We got yeah. We should got to play the Ghost Dog role-playing game now. You, you, you know what ghost dog would have a criterion channel collection because he was really into uh what's that one what's that one movie the uh oh man i'm i'm blanking on it i'm gonna google this seven oh, samurai yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. no no it was a uh, uh, rashomon. rashomon oh yeah. another I did it. I did it. yeah 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 yes. uh yeah yeah for my answer i'm gonna say uh some Philip K. Dick short stories. Uh, I just nice. finished the collection. I mean, these are collected in like a bunch of different volumes, but there's a, I finished one that was Minority Report and other stories. And I just started another that's Paycheck and other stories. And uh, I did see Paycheck in theaters, the Ben Affleck movie. Not very good. Um, but the story it's based on is probably much better because I think that's true of pretty much every Philip K. Dick thing. It's like whenever people try to adopt this, they're like, how the fuck do we make this into a movie? This, <laughs> this is just a story about people taking drugs and astrally projecting to Saturn. Like, this is not this is not a movie. There's no way we can shoot this that makes it look good or interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I think he, like, this is not a controversial opinion, I guess, but, like, I think he is one of, like, the most visionary writers of the 20th century. Wow, like, hot take. Hot take, I know. Philip K. Dick <laughs> lauding, right? Um, but dude was just like so on it, like just so ahead of everything. Possibly had a direct line to some kind of cosmic power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Y'all know about that, right? No. What? How, how he? Well, he had this huge. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, he had this huge incident in his life where like this pink ray of light, uh-huh. like fired into his his mind and like told him that it was like. Uh, this like vast intelligence living in space and was like, oh, by the way, your son has this like really rare disease that like um, is going to kill him if you don't get it taken care of. So you should probably do that. Um, And he says that he had never heard of this before. He took his son to the doctors and they're like, that's insane. Like it's super rare. No one has it. And he demanded that they check him for it. And he had it what? and would have died if they what? hadn't gone to the doctor. So Wild. like, <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of spooky. Um, yeah, dude was like, Whoa. kind of on one. Um, but his fiction is just like so much fun. Like it just ranges from like really silly. Cause like the, his short stories especially are like some of his earliest writing. Um, 
and it's just like oh like um you know what if in the future people thought that science fiction authors from the past were actually like psychics predicting the way that the world was going to be because they were right about a lot of things so then they went back in time to like ask them how to fix some problems with their society but then they ended up making them not write the stories that they were supposed to or like what if uh god i don't know um what if like there was a war between humans and like weird space blobs and some guy was like turned into a space blob to infiltrate them, but then the war is over and now he has to like live as a guy who's like a blob 25% of the time. <laughs> and then he has a wife who is like a blob who was made into a human. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, it's kind of awesome. one half blob. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jordan for Rama one half blob. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Stan PKD, um stream pkd yeah stream pkd stream stream <laughs> paycheck don't stream paycheck actually um i don't know minority report i'm sure was fine i don't know if it's actually as good as, or like if it's good or i haven't seen it but uh, yeah, it's 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 not bad i need to see the keanu reeves um scanner uh, darkly i actually like a lot except i will say that oh, yeah. rotoscoping does scare me a lot Oh, mm. then it might not be fun. Oh. Um, I think you. I can get over it. I think I can get over <laughs> okay. it. It's just really scary. Like, it's wrong. It's like claymation. <laughs> like, it just shouldn't exist. Um, Nikki, you've put Zillow hunting here. Yeah. So That's Zillow great. hunting is a cool game where you go on Zillow.com and um, you type in a budget and then the website says, fuck off um, uh-huh. in response <laughs> to you wanting to find housing. And it's a yeah it says you thought every single time and then the the cool thing about this experience um is that it it just it's so rewarding every single time when you don't find an apartment to live in that Mm. your brain is like well i'll just check tomorrow and then you check tomorrow and then there's still no apartments because it's only been 24 hours um and that's a really cool thing that i've been doing with my time i just love zillow.com <laughs> Seems fun. Yeah. And good. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know what's more depressing if the Putin thing or that <laughs> is more depressing. Yeah. God. It's all, it's rough. Kind of it's a rough. downer ending. Well, okay. Um, let me, let me hit you with this. I've been um, walking the dog, which is not media, but I take pictures of the dog Aww. on the walks. I do make I do that's make really an effort cool. to take at least five pictures of the dog when we're walking. Oh, that's good. Yesterday she oh. got mad at a, a water heater that was on the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say also, um, it's kind of weird. Uh, the a few days before Jessica Walter um, passed away, I started rewatching Archer, mm. and Aww. so I've been going through the whole series um and i'm at uh archer vice now this season where they have been stripped of their like uh espionage Mm -hmm. uh, status by the fbi and they just have like a metric ton of cocaine and they're trying to just sell it all (laughs) so that they can get out of the industry and uh they just keep fucking it up in like hilarious hilarious ways uh it's a really great show some parts of it don't hold up as well as others but um I don't know. I haven't seen like the most recent season. So I'm sort of just like, I started at the beginning because yeah. it had been a few years since I'd seen it. And uh, John Benjamin just like 
just fantastic. Just like such a great performer. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I think that'll do it for this week. Um, if you want to hear more of our podcasts, you can go to podcastnet.work and you'll get to all of the Fanbyte shows. And um, where can people find you all online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. I'm on Twitter uh, at can... Danielle oh. R.I. Sorry, Paul. I know you wanted to, you were about to, and I I was <laughs> too late. <laughs> I was too late. Um, you can find me at Pauli Mayo, B-O-L-I-M-A-Y-O. Is that, is that me now? Yeah, I'd marry you. Where, where do uh, people yeah. find you? <laughs> Uh, I am uh, at Merit K on Twitter. Um, anything else we want to shout out before we? Jordan is Jordan go. underscore Mallory on Twitter. Yes. Thanks for your service, yes. Jordan. Thank you. Aww. Thank you, Jordan. Um, thank you, Paul, for sitting in for, for Stephen. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. So um, until next week, stay cool, calm, just like a breeze, and stay tuned. To channel out.